0: Hi, I'm Peter Keegan.
1: And I'm Laura Boswell. And over there, there's the talented Mr B on sound. Do you want to take the leap and become a working artist, the sort that actually gets to make art and pay bills at the same time? We're both that sort of artist and we're going to help you become one
0: too. One of the most effective ways to support and enhance your ability as an artist, along with the sale and promotion of your work, is writing about it from writing detailed descriptions about your creations and how they were produced, to enlightening blogs, in-depth articles, or just a good social media post. Today, we're going to explore the different ways you can write about your artwork and how the act of writing itself can bring you money.
1: So Peter we're, when we talk about writing there are various ways of writing as an artist let's just go through some of those yeah
0: these are things that we both do as well aren't they mm, so absolutely. we've got things like uh, articles writing for magazines mm-hmm. uh, which i know we both do with artist and illustrator magazine and the artist magazine and other editorials out there as well um yeah, there's
1: social media that's that's a constant
0: writing job yeah almost like almost on a daily basis if you uh, if you're that uh, into it and that on top of it as well. Mm -hmm. You've got things like um, blogs. So that's sort of work related to your website. And we've uh, recorded an episode recently all about your website, about how writing on that is important, Mm -hmm. keeping it up to date. And there's the actual scary writing a whole book. Which you have just done.
1: I've just done, but you've done it too.
0: I did, yeah, a long time ago. It's a much smaller tone than yours, but writing, mm. giving an in-depth insight into the way uh, that we work and the way that we go about what we're doing.
1: But we also ought to include things like marketing material, leaflets, marketing mails, things like that. Yeah,
0: getting that information to yeah. the public and to your customer base. I guess
1: in a way, what we're saying is that you can't avoid
0: writing if you're an artist. No, it's something
1: that I was... I you don't have, have to write a book, maybe,
0: no. but <laughs> you, you
1: you are going to encounter writing somewhere along the way. I have to admit,
0: when I sort of started, I suppose if I'm being, you know, really professionally cracking on with being an artist for the last eight years or so, mm. I didn't realise quite how much time I would be spending writing um, yeah. from writing you know this material, whether it is articles or, or blogs and marketing material, but also emails, you know, that, that requires yeah. a lot of, you know, writing ability and time. And I was quite surprised how much I was spending my time writing. So my ability of writing has really, you know, hopefully gone, up, gone better over the years. I was going years. to
1: say, I mean, even if you struggle with writing and you're thinking, oh no, that's a disaster. You do improve and you get more fluent and you get to get a feel for what's needed, don't you? Yeah, and,
0: and like like a lot of things, you know, in almost in parallel to the development of your style, the development of your writing will take time. You don't have to be perfect writing, perfect prose and wonderful descriptions. Yeah, I
1: think people overthink it sometimes, don't they? Yeah. You know, it's sort of... Um, it's straight, it, straightforward is good. Yeah. It doesn't have to be flowering. Clearly. No, no.
0: Just clear to the point and succinct is, is enough to get yeah. the message across. And that's in getting the message. If you, can get, if you can say what you want to say clearly, that's all that really matters.
1: So that said, there are different styles of writing for the different um, types of writing that you might do. So writing for an article or a book, for example, is paid work.
0: That is that's it's a, and that thing. that's means the you've clear difference, boss, doesn't it? Yeah, that it's, these are. If you're writing something for money, uh, you know, you'll usually have a brief, or you'll have something that you a certain criteria that you must meet in order yeah, for you so to get. That I mean, everything paycheck. from the
1: timetable when you need to deliver it to yeah. the content and the style. Mm. Um, like, for example, I write a monthly column for artists and illustrators. Mm. And they're very kind to me in that they're very flexible about what I write about. Mm-hmm. But I have a word count. Yes. And I'm representing the magazine. So it has to be professional and it has to represent the kind of feel. And general purpose of the magazine, mm. so that's not total freedom.
0: No, you know? and and you also have to know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. You yeah, you can't you can't make just it up and write a spiel
1: of nonsense. It has no. to be factual, and you have to get those
0: facts right. Yeah, you have to be a, an expert in in that field or certainly that area that you happen to be writing about. You and you have to think it. of
1: something new every month, which is quite <laughs> scary. <laughs> It's always a
0: challenge. <laughs> so you've got you know you've got something like that, and then you have something in, as a commercial enterprise like writing a book. So were mm. you approached by the publishers to write this, or did you seek it the other round?
1: Uh, no, I was approached by Crowwood Press to write oh, my okay. book, and it was it was a specific brief in that they wanted a how to book about making Japanese woodblock. Mm. But But how the book was constructed was very much down to me because what Crow would are good at are um, allowing artists to communicate about their skills and, and things that they really know. So they kind of let you dictate how, how the book appears. Mm. So the conversation we had was very constructive because they were allowing me to use my expertise to make sure it was easy to understand. Was
0: there kind of constant dialogue throughout the process it of writing was, it it? It
1: was. It? There were certain times when I had to kind of defend my reasoning behind things, like I had a big section in the book That was about troubleshooting, where Mm. there were photographs of things that could go wrong, why they'd gone wrong, how to solve them. Mm. And I think the publisher hadn't really appreciated how important it was the way that I'd written it with bullet points explaining different Mm. processes and things. But once I'd explained it and I justified that, they could see that and they did change it back to how I wanted it. Mm. So I think it was very open dialogue.
0: But there was an accountability to yeah. the whole process as well, totally. as, as I imagine there was a deadline to get it done by X.
1: Yeah, Yeah, there were targets to meet mm. because we were doing the photography as well. That all had to be tied in. And so it wasn't just writing the book. It was things like stitching captions to pictures and making sure that everything was laid out properly and matched and stuff. So if you go down the path of writing instruction books or, or things like that, you've got to be prepared that there'll be a certain level of technical mm. writing. As yes. a part of that. That's
0: the point. I mean, yeah. the same when I wrote a book, I, I did the self-published option because mm. there were so many people coming to me who, who I was teaching saying, mm. oh, I wish I had this in a book format. And I, it wasn't, it was only sort of an 80 page mm. booklet with lots of step-by-step mm. examples and demonstrations and listing how I did it. Yeah. But I did it all myself through a, a website that I was able to kind of put a book together. And That's
1: often a good option for artists it is. though, isn't it? It's a
0: good starting point. You know, you yeah. don't have to seek the backing yeah. from a publisher. You can sort of do it yourself. Yeah, I've
1: got a little liner cut book like that that I yeah. send out and it's, it's a good it's a good step into writing mm. but again it still needs to look professional you want it to, to represent you well yes you know, it's, it takes time it's to got do it to. it's
0: right. got to look the part but it. it has to act the part it has to stand up to what you're saying mm. it is going to do if it is going to teach a technique or give an insight into the way you work it has to deliver yeah. on that promise of what you're writing on the front cover
1: so now we've terrified everybody <laughs> with are talking about books let's go back to something a little more familiar and talk about social media writing and the kind of writing that you might do to market your work.
0: Yeah, I, I suppose it's the mar- It's the type of writing that will be the most frequently used mm. form of writing. Yeah, it's
1: going to be the most familiar to people. Yeah. And of it, 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 course,
0: it. I suppose I would define it as it's, it's writing that isn't a commission It's not bringing in money directly. No. Of course, it will indirectly, hopefully, promote and push you as an artist by explaining what you do and giving that people an insight into what you do.
1: It's definitely more relaxed, but it's still a professional tool. It doesn't mean you can sort of just let everything hang out there and it doesn't matter.
0: What, like moaning and bad <laughs> well, mouthing and things? I was just thinking
1: and moaning and sort of, um, yeah, swearing and things like <laughs> that. You, it's just, it's... Still remember that it represents you as a brand mm. and we've talked to gallerists and they will say, you know, we will check social media and and they will be looking at you and how you look yeah. on social media. Well, so just you, bear that in mind. Is
0: that in, in the corporate world, if you're going for an interview, you know, they will mm. people will look and research well, you online as, and see if, what they can find to make sure that yeah. you're the type of person they want, want to deal to with. if you want to
1: teach as an artist, that's something to bear in mind yeah, as absolutely. well. So absolutely. So it is worth keeping a professional hat on yeah. when you're doing things like But
0: the, the, the sort of I suppose the the manner that the the reason this would potentially differ from writing things like books and articles mm. is that you're writing much more from, you know, the the you, it's the personal, yes. it's yeah. I do this yeah. or, yeah. Um, you know, it's more, it's slightly more relaxed. It can, it can be, be a more bit more casual. flip,
1: it can be more humorous, it yes. can be all those things. It's sort of, it's yeah. the,
0: it's the you, it's the voice of the artist, if you like, the uh, the personality, if you like, and some artists have a very good, strong mm. personality and some they don't and that doesn't take anything away, but you have the opportunity to do that through whether it's marketing material or social media or your website and well, so well, I think,
1: you know, we've discussed social media on another podcast and we probably will do again, but let's just turn our attention to marketing material. Because mm. here I think, you know, that could be a, an email you send out to your mailing list, or it could be a leaflet um, that you're handing out at a show. And I think writing good marketing material is all about very short, succinct catching people's attention mm. it's a hook, isn't it yeah. rather than an end in itself, so you're trying to drive whoever's reading it to you or to your website yeah. or to the means to buy your art
0: that's exactly what it's for it's not the it's not the tone where it explains and gives all the answers it's the hook to say here's how you find me, here's how to find out more, mm. here's how to get hold of me." Mm. And it needs to be relevant. It needs to be up to date. Of course. Again, I've mm. picked up things where an artist has given me the fly and says, "Oh, and that's out of date." And they'll sort of scribble all over it and write down what is up to date. Yeah, up-to-date. that never looks good. Really, <laughs> it doesn't. doesn't look it? Good. So, um, having that marketing material mm. is just clear, concise, and to the point. It doesn't need to be full of waffle with your artist statement or intention. Keep those things for your website or other things. If people want to get yeah. into it, and it doesn't need to be Put their pictures thing. on it. Oh, yeah, picture. it. Well, know, yeah, If it.
1: you're handing out leaflets or you're sending out a marketing mail, it needs to be image heavy. Yes. You know, as an artist, also, I mean, imagine if you're handing out a card or a leaflet at an art show. People won't remember. They'll no. just have a handful of leaflets. Oh, yeah, when I've they done that home. so many
0: times. I'm scouting you, for artists and yeah, tutors and I've got You I'll need go an home. image
1: on that yeah. leaflet so they can say, oh, yeah. He was the guy that painted portraits. So, oh, yeah, Correct. she was the guy that she was the guy. She was the girl yeah. who does, who does some other form of art. Yeah. It's it's really important,
0: and um, it goes hand in hand. We're, you know, if we're talking about the visual arts, it's a visual medium. Celebrate the fact that you've got this wonderful, delicious visual splendor yeah. to share with somebody else. Absolutely. So whack it all, yeah. all over the merchandise that you've got and the marketing material to let people know yeah. who you are. And
1: don't print to, if you're doing Talking with printing. Things don't print too many and change change it up. It's very cheap now to get short runs yeah, of, of leaflets runs. and stuff.
0: So um, let's talk about things that one should not do. And one thing that I've got written down here is in, in bold is avoid jargon. Mm. Um, what do we mean by jargon? Another sort of form we often use is <laughs> <Let's-> art bollocks. <laughs> <It's> just-
1: <laughs> Oh, well, you I know, think there's two sorts. And isn't there. There's the sort of jargon which is just pretentious for the sake of it. Mm-hmm. And then there are technical terms within your discipline that people might not recognize. Okay, yeah. So I think avoiding jargon because th- th- that is just a sort of display of, oh, I'm an artist and I'm using all these mm. long term words, because that's not really going to endear you to anybody and no. it doesn't actually impress people. No. But. If you are going to use technical language to describe what you're doing, mm-hmm. do remember that people won't necessarily understand it. So, and that's fine. That's, okay. that's absolutely fine. But um, for example, if I were talking about uh, liner cut and I launch into, "Oh, this is a relief process," that won't actually mean no, anything. No. But then you can
0: use that as an opportunity to explain. I can say that means that. Yeah. And of course, what you're doing thus is you're educating your audience. You're giving them a bit of something for nothing because you're kind of informing them. If you've got the the
1: space to give them the information. If it's a a short marketing mail or something like that, avoid that. Yeah. Don't go down the technical word path because you haven't got the space to enlarge on it. That's better done in a blog or an article or a book or something like
0: that. So, should we be careful about? who we are quoting or are we allowed to take inspiration from other artists? Well, I, mean, I think
1: there's a big difference between quoting someone, which can be very informative and charming in the right place, and plagiarising. Right. You know, you must not just cut and paste from other people. That's that's really, really important. Mm. So avoid that. But to be honest, the thing that's going to win the day is just your voice. Yes. And keeping it simple and honest and direct from you. That's what's precious because Mm. that's what's unique to you. Mm. As
0: I say, don't feel like you have to write the same type of blurb like every other no. artist in there you know you're, you're allowed to have your authentic voice and individuality yeah. in a different way of expressing it don't don't conform you know try and be an artist and be different that's yeah. perfectly fine yeah. but just don't make, make sure you're not pissing people off as you're doing it by stealing from them
1: yeah because they will find out yeah. it's a small world
0: yeah and as soon as you know the when it comes to things like gallery dealers or people you want to work with in a professional capacity if as soon as they start hearing that you're potentially that type of person that does take from others, you will soon find out you've got no one to work with and no walls to show your work.
1: Yeah, that's really important. So, what makes for a compelling piece of writing? What are the sort of really strong things that you can do to make writing appealing?
0: I think, I suppose, People like, as I do, as everyone does, is, is stories, you know, mm. sort of in the, the bit that you can't see in the visual art. So, you know, how something came about. Was there a, a, a sole purpose or drive that you created something or the way that it's presented, the way that it's shown? So using stories about you know, the people mm. or places where things were were, were born or That's- how things were created are all part of that
1: well i think that's really interesting i mean when i took when i'm talking to people about my japanese woodblock prints and i mention training in japan they're always immediate they want to know what it was like what my tutor's like was and having a few interesting stories Mm. about the time there has been invaluable and i think every artist has that kind of collection of stories about yeah. it And it's,
0: it's the things you often take yeah, for granted you think yeah. are perfectly normal but actually are actually quite yeah. fascinating
1: yeah people people love that and that's a good thing to remember for social media they yeah. want to know you know if the, the things have happened to you mm. on the way to making a piece of art mm. and stuff like that so you know be generous and share share the stories because they want an in to your creative life yeah and they'll do that through sharing your world and your the things that happen to you. In it's, it. it's
0: what I call a um, sort of slice of life examples. Yeah, totally. you know, it's just little things that little snippets that yeah. you know subconsciously or or heavily yeah. influence the way that you work and why you do it and how yeah, you just do it. D-
1: don't be afraid to be you. Mm. I think sometimes it's almost easy to overthink. I'm an artist. I have to project X, Y, or Z mm. in terms of sort of my arty presence. Yes. What and do actually, I want to say? Yes, you know? yeah. yes, yeah. It can all get very heavy. And actually, at the end of the day, people just want to know about you and the art they make, that you make.
0: Yeah. It's the small things that yeah. are just as rich and delicious and can say so much more about an artist than the big grand statements and gestures.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So when you've written this simple and engaging piece of work, editing it and proofreading it. Oh, really no, no spellings, really no typos. no. Editing's an interesting one, isn't it? Because I, when I write something, I will go back at least probably three or four times mm. and tweak and change and reread it. I read it out loud. because oh, that's makes a good me, idea. Yeah, that's, I find that if I don't, because I read very fast, I just skim. Right, yes. So I make myself read it out loud mm. and I read it to the ever patient Mr. B
0: I might steal that idea. Just, re- I like that idea. Just, yeah, because sort of, you know, it makes
1: you take your time. I right when
0: hmm. you're coming over here and reading all your. Writing to me. Oh, well, he loves it. He he wants it, really. It's fine. I'll see if if, uh, Mrs. K wants it instead, and I'll come over and and, and read. Darling, listen to what I've written today. (laughs) Lock me in a cupboard. But what what I want to sort of share is that I struggle with reading and writing, so I'm partially dyslexic.
1: And this was always kind of a worry about
0: being a professional artist, knowing too well. I'm going to have to do lots of this yeah. business side in order to, to pay yeah. my bills. So
1: how has that been for you?
0: It's, it's, it's been a challenge. It's not mm. been easy. I have improved enormously, you know, over these last uh, 10 years. That's isn't it? Yeah, that. It, it, it's sort of just by working hard and, and realising I just need to teach myself the little tips and tricks and techniques that enable me to, to cope with both the ability Mm. to read and write and the fact that I'm having to practice it because I am reading and writing so much more, you know, probably since school. Mm. um, The very nature of doing it is helping me improve and get better. Um, But I do rely upon assistance in those areas where I know I am very, yeah, very weak at. that's the
1: time when friends and family come yeah. in really so, useful.
0: So uh, the uh, the talented Mrs. K, I think I'll refer to her, Mrs. <laughs> Keegan, is, is wonderful in yeah. regard to, to proofing what I've, I've checked. And we have a rule now. I will not write something until it is being checked uh, on more than one occasion. Uh, it's important for, for the professionalism of, of you know what I'm trying to do yeah. as an artist. Yeah. If I were to send it, I know that there's likely to be a mistake there, but I'd rather wait mm. a day or delay it by an hour but it be delivered and have it checked checked and checked I mean
1: I would say if you really don't have anybody on hand to check for you then print out whatever it is read it out loud and go over it line by line with a pencil in your hand Mm. and really really check
0: Mm.
1: it's not a perfect way of doing it. it's always better to have another set of eyes on on it but if you can't then just take your time yeah. to check it
0: there's also the, the the some by sharing your writing with uh, a second, third, or fourth person on a number of occasions, they will give you uh, something that you've completely missed.
1: Actually, that's a very and that kind
0: good of point. Objective yeah. point of view, and and Mister mm. B's fantastic that with us that mm. you and I are talking about all the things that we're aware and sometimes we may miss something. And just a yes, quick reminder he'll, he'll, he'll from a third, for the third, yeah. So so from a from a technical point of view of making sure that you know you got your mm. your full stops and your your capital letters in the right place, it's also mm. helpful to have someone say, "Well, hang on, you've you've not talked about this thing, this great story." You told yeah. me last week you've not yeah. written that so it's quite nice to have that objective well like, uh, yeah I mean
1: certainly when I wrote I wrote my book, I had I think six people look at it and those six wow. people, um, yes I've just got to send them their free copies. <laughs> That's going out in the post tomorrow um, but th- what was interesting is that they all came at it from a very different angle so mm. some people were grammar Nazis and corrected my grammar thoroughly other people were, I don't know this process at all, I don't understand X Y. That's a great. And yeah. then I had other people who were experts in the process and reminded me of things I hadn't included. So a wide range of people is always good. Sort of like the the bigger and more important the piece of writing, the more effort you need to go to when it comes to checking it. I mean, all writing needs checking, but some needs checking more than others.
0: So the power of writing. Laura, what are our takeaways from this episode?
1: I think the biggest takeaway from this episode is not to panic. You don't have to be a born writer to succeed at writing as an artist. Just be honest, keep it simple and just let your voice come through.
0: Thank you all for listening. Remember, you can catch up with all the stuff we've covered during this episode and others in our show notes at askanartistpodcast.com. If you did enjoy this podcast, remember you can subscribe, write us a review, give us some stars and that'll keep us helping you.